Welcome to McGeppin Fry's uh, Movie Review Podcast. It's our first outside broadcast. Uh, I'm not accompanied by Gavin as usual. It's now the McHead and Fry's Podcast. I'm here accompanied by Jeff Head. Say hello, Jeff. I'm so privileged to be part of McHead and Fry's. <laughs> <laughs> How's your head? I'm speaking from a... Can we ne- mention the name of the place? Yeah, we might try and get some sponsorship. Uh, overtime in Pavilion. Yes. With a nice pint of beer each. So if the uh, sound quality goes weird or you hear someone mumbling in the background, it's just getting more pints. Or if the waiter comes up and speaks a name dribble to us. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to be reviewing Immortals, Tintin, Real Steel and... Tower Heist. Tower Heist. Latest from uh, Ben Stiller. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us in any way, shape, or form, or join us for a pint, we're at podcast at com. That's podcast at com. All right, I'll start off once I get this queued up again. Oh, Christ. Um, did you hear the whole thing about the Oscars and Brett Ratner? Yeah. So You heard what you said as well. Yeah, so the, the big headline for this is <laughs> Brett Ratner is an absolute douchebag. I can't. I mean, what he said wasn't... What, was it meant to be a vicious thing, a vicious comment? For, I think somebody, said, for somebody you work in sales, if you, you don't do that at conference, go up on the front thing and say, oh, by the way, I banged some chick. You know, it wouldn't be a motivational speech yeah. to give. If you work in the entertainment industry, you need to have a, a tight rein on what you say. But he didn't call someone that name. He no. just said rehearsals are for... Oh, no. He, so there's three things he did. First of all, so he was supposed to be producing the Oscars with Eddie Murphy starring. However, the first thing he did was on some um, TV show, he was saying that, um, oh, he's on Attack of the Show, which Olivia Munn used to be on. Mm-hmm. Olivia Munn slowly working into being an actor. Have you seen the, the Attack of the Show stuff? It's just, yeah, it, yeah, it's like a cool geek stuff, but it also has like the women just dressing up in insane outfits well, for no I, reason. And Olivia Munn hot. Yeah. As well. um, so he said that he banged her before he forgot her and added that she wasn't Asian back then. He, 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 he said uh, that. Then he came back to yeah. later on, then he on the Howard Stern song show, he admitted that he was lying about that. Not, not yet. Just not yet. We're not, we're not leaving. There's Gestari confused later. <laughs> <laughs> so then he was uh, he was on uh, the Howard Stern show and he started talking about um, she's a friend of mine. I said I banged her three times. It wasn't true. She's hot. She's a talented actress. It's like if she is, why would you say that original thing? Now we did also. I didn't see anyone dare to write this down, but he did say some stuff on the Howard Stern show about how big his balls are and some of like that. And um, that he did nothing. Rehearsals are for yeah. So then on another show, he said that someone says, "How do you do rehearsals?" Says, uh, "Rehearsals are for facts." You can, okay. you can quote it. You can quote it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not endorsing his, out, his outlook, but that's what he said. And um, they were saying that it's not just that comment that got him fired from the Oscars. It's that he just obviously doesn't know how to manage his own yeah. publicity. I mean, he gave us Rush Hour. He gave us the Rush Hour movies, and he gave us X Men Three, which is one of the worst. The worst one yeah. of the three. But I did give him a bit more of uh, kudos when his Christmas card it was some website put together Christmas cards sent out by directors that were custom ones yeah. his custom one is him standing in the X corridor the silver corridor with the cast of X-Men in their gear and he's wearing the Wolverine suit with the claws out and the hair and he's the little roly-poly man so that was just kind of that's kind of cool I mean if you were directing X-Men you fucking do that you want a picture in the yeah. Wolverine suit yeah. so that was kind of cool but he'd be fired now um, it's a shame as well because um, I think Eddie Murphy would be really good yeah he's what yeah uh, and now they're going with Billy Crystal and <coughs> I was watching some of the comment, comments on um, I think it was IMDB or something when they, when they released yesterday that Billy Crystal was doing it 
half of the comments were from obviously teenagers and people in their 20s. Who's who Billy Cussy? <laughs> well, that's it. Who is he? Well, I mean, it is all, it's becoming since, old Hollywood now. Yeah, he hasn't done anything, any movie since uh, probably the one where, you know, he's wandering around as a cowboy. Uh, what's the cowboy? City Slickers. City Slickers. The City Slickers 2. Yeah. Uh, and I follow him on Twitter and he doesn't know how to use Twitter. He still doesn't get it. Really? Yeah. He's... He's a funny comedian. Yeah. But yeah, he's been around since if, the 70s. You follow Albert Brooks on, on Twitter? No. He's quite funny as well. Yeah. He's very funny himself, and uh, Steve Martin are always going at it. Steve Martin is way funnier on Twitter than he actually has been in any movie for the last 20 years, is 10 it? years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, it was it Albert Brooks, Steve oh, Martin, and Gary Shandling constantly throw barbs at each other? Gary Shandling's a comic genius. Yeah. He's just one of the funniest guys in Hollywood. Um, yeah, so you've got all of these people. Who the hell is Billy Crystal? Yeah. Who is he? What does he do? What has he done? We did a. He did the Oscars. Called, he did something called Soap in the seventies. <laughs> a couple of mildly okay. In, uh, he was in uh, when Harry met Sally, and kids will say, "What? Isn't that the one with Cameron Diaz and Ben Stiller?" I mean, God, Harry met Harry met Sally. Eighty-six was it? Eighty-five. So Twenty-five years old. Wow. Yeah. So that. So yeah, bring Billy Crystal. I think it's a bad idea. Just get, well, get Stephen Colbert to do it. Well, they looked at John Stewart again. Yeah, he was good when he did it. Yeah, and I thought he was really good. Exactly. Well, yeah, Stephen Colbert would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a campaign to get the Muppets to do it, uh, but the, 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 the logistics would probably be a nightmare to try and sort all that out. But they've been, they've done, there's interviews online now with, you know, uh, Kermit being interviewed by people and stuff like that, and they work out a lot of it, and, like, the guys, <coughs> the guys who do those Muppets, they really know how to improv. Like, I saw George Stomolopoulos or something like that, some, some, U, some U.S. interview, and he was interviewing Kermit, and uh, he was talking about, you know, with Fozzie, who do you call first when you pull the Muppets back together? He said, oh, I always call Fozzie, you know, I love him. He's like, well, do you think, do you think his jokes are funny? And they just did that little small thing where they, they wrinkle the nose of Kermit, and it makes him look uncomfortable and undecided, <laughs> and it was, it's hilarious, but just that little small thing, they know how to get those little small things. <laughs> they know how to get those little small things perfectly, so... I think that would have been cool, and you could have Miss Piggy doing the musicals with everyone else. Hello, Nadia. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes the illusion. <laughs> um, there's a hell of a lot. Oh, two more, please. Yeah. You want one? The other thing, um, just in relation to Brett Ratner and not being able to manage his own persona or his own communication skills. Uh, Ashton, Ashton Kutcher has sworn off Twitter now he's one of the highest oh that was hilarious yeah he's one of the highest number of followers in the world on Twitter well, he and he's millions no but he's actually he's, he's he's making me do it, it yeah. yeah because he said something about he, he didn't follow the story about the whole scandal uh, in Penn State yeah. so he just said oh what that guy's leaving and he got nothing but abuse because that guy's leaving because he covered up for some pederast and it's like he's like okay I need to watch it but to come out and say okay I'm not using Twitter anymore that is the most that's like I'm taking my toys and going away you know I'm taking away my toy I'm bringing my ball and I'm going you home you realise he can't be trusted yeah <laughs> no but even with that if he just stopped and didn't say anything it would have made no news and it would have just gone you know what I mean by saying I'm off Twitter and like in two weeks when he tweets it's like yeah, it is this him is it not now he's then he wants to generate publicity but he's got to be careful as well he does yeah. have to be careful but that was funny because he did put something up as well about artists and things like that we've been talking to the camera and about how we're all doing this shit wrong it's like you're not but, that deep kid no, the other big thing about that one was because he's um, he helped found this uh, advocacy group for child slavery. Oh, for, in favour of uh, child slavery? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, advocates for uh, against child slavery. Kids, yeah, you know, against child slavery. The kids, the kids uh, with Demi Moore. So yeah. that's one of the other big things that he couldn't be seen to even potentially be supportive yeah. 
um, a paedophile protector. Uh, but I think it, it, I think it's still true uh, management team management team for Twitter is a bad PR team bad no, way there's nothing interesting yeah. anymore that comes exactly. out it just turns into a PR vehicle you want to have the honesty yeah it turns into a PR vehicle there's been an absolute shitload of trailers in the last three or four weeks since the last time we did a podcast Mission Impossible 4 Mission Impossible 4 I saw that yeah it makes it a lot more sense than the previous one well, I know you like it because Simon Pegg's in it yeah being a hard man looking cool <laughs> And they put in the, and they bring in the red the red light green light thing again. It's like you know red light with the gloves instead of the chewing gum. But it shows the plot a bit more because it did, the, the previous trailer was just cool imagery, and it's like okay, why is why is Tom running away from the Kremlin? Why is he in a sandstorm? Why is he hanging off a building? Why is Tom running away? Yeah, because he runs. He runs. He runs in every movie. And he runs funny, doesn't he? Yeah, he's running away from his sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a given although everyone in the world knows that yeah. he's running away from his gayness but they explained, the, they explained a bit more about the plot of it where it's the IMF group they're all this about yeah I forgot they were every fucking IMF. show they're literally the impossible they're called yeah. the impossible foundation but literally they can't get a job done unless they're disavowed the first one oh something goes set you're disavowed they've gone rogue it's literally handing in your badge they just skip over the handing in your badge stuff hey, that's happened in every major cop movie yeah, yeah. cop movie spy series Bond goes rogue every two movies. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. And he's disavowed by him. He's disavowed why? Because he's doing his fucking job. It's like two one phone call answers all problems. You know what I mean? It's like, well, actually, no, I didn't kill the guy. You've known me for the last sixty years. Um, I've never, you know, I've always been right. I've saved the planet sixteen times. You're having this one? Oh, I've saved the planet like what twenty four times now, according to my movies. And I still can't be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> But it looks his performance view must be fun. <laughs> but it looks good. I mean, uh, the, the trailers look pretty. Uh, the trailer looks stunning. The action looks really good. Yeah, I mean, the first Tom Cruise really looks like Tom Cruise, thirty-nine years old as he's been looking for the last fifteen years. He sleeps in a cryogenic suspension, and, he, and he's running. Yeah, and he's and he running. Run. running, and he's climbing, and he's climbing, running, climbing. Oh, he's tower. climbing up the tower. The Burj, Virgil, tallest tower on the planet. And some of that's him. Some of it is. I mean, they obviously set up with nets and stuff, but after the one in the... Yes. Was, that, was that Mission Impossible 2? This is the fourth Mission Impossible movie, right? Yeah, I know. The if third one was J.J. Abrams. I didn't think much of that. If you a kilometre up on the building and they put a net at the bottom, I don't think Not it's going to make bottom, much difference. Not the bottom, just the regular I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, someone was actually... Was it the second or the third where you did the, thing, the hang from the rock? Uh, I thought that was Star Trek V. That was Star Trek V. <laughs> but Tom, like, Tom's climbing up, uh, you know, he's free climbing up a rock and for no reason he turns around and takes a look out so that yeah, if, no if, a, if a passing helicopter were to pass he would look badass however he's in the desert and that doesn't happen who are you looking at Tom? but you know they probably did like they probably did like 10 feet below that there was probably a security netting and everything there to make sure it was good but you could see it was him um, I mean he's over 50 now yeah. Yeah. yeah he's not a young man anymore but he just looks like a young man you watched Night and Day last night didn't you? I told you that was shit why did you do that? there's nothing else on uh, you speak louder for the mic it's a bit noisy in here it was okay Night and Day no, it was shite. That was the uh, one. That was the one with. Uh, that was the tweet review that got uh, Tom Cruise's PR team to be following me on Twitter for a year. <laughs> that <laughs> freaked me out. I came into work the following day and I just said, "The, the stars don't shine. Diaz's and Cruise stars don't shine." It's a bit of a poor movie because I saw a preview here. Friends got tickets for it, so it was a, it was a same day release worldwide. And so my reviews was. KL based that were eight hours ahead. My reviews was one of the first reviews on Twitter, Shit. and I get into work the following day. Check my email and it says you have a new uh, follower on Twitter. I still have the, the notifications turned on back then, 
And he goes, Tom Cruise, brackets verified, is following you on Twitter. And I'm like, oh shit. Holy crap, IMF's after me. I had to tell everybody <laughs> that. Fucking Scientologists are after me. There's a tweeting a black man pull up and drag me away somewhere for a uh, personality test. But yeah, that looks good. Um, the other one, I have, did you see the trailer for The Goon? No. Ice hockey movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one with... Uh, Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They released two trailers for this recently. It's written by Jay Bruchel, who was the young guy in Tropic Thunder, and he was also in that Nicolas Cage magician movie. What was that? The Sorcerer's Apprentice? He was the kid. So he's been in loads of stuff. He was the geeky of the glasses in, in Tropic Thunder, who actually knew what the fuck they were doing. Um, but it's starring Sean William Scott, who is... Uh, the, tra- the put out a, I didn't see the green band. They put a red band on it. And he's an idiot. Which is playing perfectly that's too. That's what he plays. That's what yeah, he plays. <laughs> um, they're slagging off a guy in the sin bin at a hockey match, and the guy climbs out, and Sean William Scott headbutts him so hard his hockey helmet splits. <laughs> so they give him a job as the fighter on the team, and like the first training session, he can't go out in the ice. And like one guy goes up to him and says, "You know, you're not trying tra- trying out for the mousecapades." And he's the thing is, his character is an idiot as well. It's not like he's a cocky swagger guy, and he's like, "Oh, uh, 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 fuck it, smack." And then the next shot just shows him with like half the hockey team lying on the ice gripping themselves and he's just gone through them. <laughs> so it looks a lot of fun. Um, it's just like this, he hates his members of his own team but instead of beating them up he's beating up someone else while looking at them. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch something like that. I like Sean Williams got anyway. Yeah. He does... The Lightning and the he, Thunder. He makes a crap movie not bad. Hmm. And what was that horrible one with um, uh, Tracy, uh, Tracy Morgan? And uh, Bruce Willis. Cop out. Yeah, and he, I mean, Sean William Scott was the only funny part. And he was a really weird part because he wasn't playing yeah. himself. He was a little bit more yeah. out there. And that was the only funny part of the entire movie. Yeah. Was a few scenes of Sean William Scott. Because and, and even with that, Tracy Morgan was kind of sucking all the funny out of the room in that movie. I don't find Tracy Morgan funny. He's good in Thirty Rock because he's told what to fucking do. But in but that's his only character, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, yeah. or Tracy Jordan. Yeah. Because he goes on like you see him on talk shows and that. He seems permanently fucked up. He's a permanent mess. Because that's the in cop out. You're, you're taken out of the movie completely. Because it's like, why does this guy have a gun? How did he? Yeah. How did he? He wouldn't even get. He wouldn't even. He couldn't even put his name on the exam paper. Never mind. Get through the fucking exams. Um, and uh, what's the other one he was in? Um, Tracy Morgan or Sean no, Scott? No, Sean Scott. The other monk? horrible movie that uh, that he was in that made it mildly funny. No, the one uh, Evolution. I enjoyed Evolution. It's oh, stupid. God, no, it David, the, David the Company, right? Stupid movie. <laughs> he was the fireman, right? He kept like, running around the place looking stupid. And he was doing his <laughs> <laughs> That joke comes up more often. <laughs> There's a car thing in, in, in 30 Rock as well, isn't there? <laughs> that was the funniest scene in the entire thing. God, that was a horrible movie. <laughs> well, he's trying to distract the bird, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else we got? Uh, the trailer for Jason Statham's new movie, Safe, which looks like a bit more like what he's been doing as opposed to Killer Elite or Blitz. It's more like he's got to protect the child. It's another transporter, essentially, but he's a kid. Yeah, well, there's one of the things as well that I was reading another article saying, you know, at some point every action star has to do a movie where he's protecting a child. Yes. Or he's looking after a child. Or a group Bruce of Willis children. did it with uh, Mercury <laughs> Rising, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all protecting, all pretending to be a teacher. In a children's nursery. It's oh. not a tumor. <laughs> exactly. Did Stone do it? Stone did Shop Stop or My Mama Will Shoot, so it's like no, very, Stallone. very old and very, very young. Stallone definitely did one. Did he? 
where he was protecting a child or looking after a child or something. Obviously, Schwarzenegger, yeah, did. What's the Daddy Day, Daycare one? That's about Eddie Murphy. Daddy Daycare, yeah? No, no, kindergarten Club. Kindergarten, kindergarten Club. Was the Chase of John Kimber. God, you got to love Arnie. But, um... Yeah, this one apparently the trick the trip is that the girl has a really good memory. She can remember this long sequence of numbers that some crime lords want. But it's everyone wants it, so I think they're on Manhattan. It's very it's a little bit like sixteen blocks as well, in that they're in Manhattan. All the gangsters, the Russians, the Italians, the Irish, whatever, are after this kid, the Ch- the Chinese, the Japanese, but also all the dirty cops are as well. And Statham's an ex cop who just sees something weird going on, gets into a bit of a scrape. That's almost isn't that the plot for Mercury Rising as well, where everyone's after kind of, yeah, the, well that kid has a, has cracked an NSA code or something, yeah. right? Yeah. That was Alright, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. It does look like the Transporter 2 or 3. I mean, yeah. the Transporter movies are great, but it looks just like a rehash. I'm back into Strat- uh, Stratton. Statham. Jason Statham. Because Blitz was a really good movie. I really enjoyed, enjoyed Blitz. That. I finally watched Did you that. find it a little bit TV-ish? In that, it's not Jason Statham being Jason Statham. He's actually trying to, when he falls asleep when the guy's opening his heart to him, the whole Paddy Considine thing, the fact that you see the enemy, or the evil, the, the nemesis uh, right pretty early. Start. Yeah, right at the start. But, yeah. Uh, yes, to a certain extent. I like, I like movies that are a little bit TV-ish sometimes. Yeah. Because it means we're investing more into the characters instead of into the action. But when, when, when himself and Paddy Considine kind of, when they gang up, it's, it is kind of cool. Yeah. But it's not a buddy movie. It's an actual realist yeah. crime drama. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I like it. I like. I like. And I watched Snatch again last week. Before the yeah. Germans came along. Before the Germans, yeah. <laughs> I tend to forget that was him. Like he was. He's young. He wasn't only a, his second movie. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't an action actor. He was an actor. Actor. I mean, he was a good. He's a good-looking guy. He was picked. He was a male out, model. Yeah, he was for FC UK. Yeah. yeah. And he was picked because of that. But he was one of the main leads in Snatch. And it was only after that. He used to be diver. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, that's it. He's. Um, and he's done martial arts before. But diver, as in. High balls, yeah. not as in underwater. Well, he went underwater, obviously, but most of the time was in the air flying. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, well, it was it. It was the transporter was his first real action movie, wasn't it? Uh, I can check because <laughs> those are great. I love those movies, the transporter movies. I mean, the, when we, the, the, I think it's the third one where he can't go outside a certain distance of the girl, and she's on a train, and he has to crash the, tra- the, crash the car into the train so that he doesn't lose her. Crazy shit. I thought he did other stuff before that, um, or another action movie. He did. Uh, he was a voice in Romeo and uh, Gnomeo and Juliet. <laughs> I haven't watched that. I can't watch that. <laughs> I, I basically can't watch that. Uh, okay, yeah. So Lockstock was his first one. Transporter, Snatch, Crank. Uh, all film. Uh, Fast, he's in Fast and the Furious Six. They talk about that, and they're talking as well about him possibly being in the next Transformers movie, which I think would work. If I want to see him nut Megatron, <laughs> I'll kick him in the nuts. Yeah, but it's still going to be. It's still going to be. Oh, Ghost of Mars. That was his first. Oh, yes. That's a terrible movie. It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't Tina Turner. It was Sar- Angela Bassett. Who I always think of. Jericho Butler. <laughs> you know, if Ice Cube's in your movie, you got to watch out. And then Mean Machine. Oh fuck yeah! The re- remake of a really good movie and making it really bad. The American football one, right? Yeah. yeah. No, in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but movie, it's American yeah. football in prison, right? All they do is soccer in prison. There was a soccer version as well. Was the original was a soccer version, right? Uh, no, the original was American football because it was uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, and he's in the, he was in the newer one as well. Yeah. Then. yeah. Uh, with Vinny. The yeah. third movie with Vinny Jones. Third. 
Well, because he was in Snatch as well, and he was in uh, Lock Stock. Mm. So this is the third movie with, with Vinnie Jones. Apparently, oh yeah, I was reading that. They actually know each other. They're childhood friends. <laughs> really? Which actually kind of makes sense when you think about it. It's your hard nuts. <laughs> Just to go around beating up other kids and stealing their lunch money. <laughs> or maybe they were the kids who had their lunch money stolen, and now it's all revenge. Um, there's a trailer Thor's next movie. Well, not his next movie, because we're still waiting for... Um, uh, the Avengers Wolverines what's the thing go Wolverines not Red State um, oh uh, Red Dawn Red Dawn, Red Dawn is yeah. still in release limbo that movie's been finished for two three years now they still haven't released it because MGM has no money to release it or to publicise the release but uh, Chris Hemsworth is in Snow White and the Huntsman with Chris Kirsten Stewart oh yeah I've seen, I've seen some initial yeah. uh, like, stuff on that she ends up with a sword it looks kind of interesting. It does look. The trailer came out there the other day, yeah. and it does look kind of cool. Charlize Theron is the evil queen, and she actually steals the youth from people, which is kind of cool. And there's a very cool scene where it looks like when she goes to the bath, she still wears the crown, and it looks like she's taking a bath in milk. So when she comes out, out of the water, she looks like an actual like marble statue, and it just looks. It's a, it's a very cool imagery, and also Chris is Hemsworth. She, is she naked? Well, she's doing that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if for those of you at home, I just covered my breasts. <laughs> Because Charlie's Theron is, apart from when she was in Monster, yeah, which terrified me. <laughs> but uh, Chris has handed in his hammer and he's got now axes. So I think the original Snow White is the Huntsman brings her brings her out to the woods to kill her and then doesn't kill her and lets her go. But in this, the Queen hires the Huntsman to go get her because no one will go into the dark forest. Pan, when you say the original Snow White, the original, what, story. The original fable. Yeah. Okay. The Huntsman goes out. He can't kill her. Uh, he lets her go and he gets a I think the Queen wants to eat her heart or something or bring me back the heart of Snow White what version of Snow White did you watch so this isn't the Disney one no no it's the, famous, <laughs> the original fable I don't even know there, there was a full story I mean I've never read it the original Snow White yeah no there was an original dark fit. I guess there was your whole memory actually, of yeah, your whole memory of Snow White is high hope pretty much <laughs> pretty bad there's only one there's one shot in this of the huntsman walking and he's surrounded by almost what you could say would be seven maybe dwarfs or little people there's only one shot of that so I don't know if they're going to be in it at all I mean they're going to be in it but I think they're hiding that for the moment because all they've shown is Kirsten Stewart um, Charlize Theron and Chris Hemsworth a lot of that and a lot of armies fighting as well like this has got like a kind of a what was it the Nottingham kind of vibe of horses on the beach and big battles only the enemies kind Nottingham of shatter kind of vibe like was it oh wasn't uh, it like Robin Hood yeah yeah <laughs> oh, it was called Robin. It was supposed to be called Nottingham originally. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess yeah. When you, when you think about it, I mean, I've read some of the Brothers Grimm fairy tales. The original ones, kid. yeah, and they were quite dark. Yeah, yeah the original because the, 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 there's a ever so often it crops up online that the real stories are like I think the, the Little Red Riding, Riding Hood, the Wolf rapes her or something like that. I didn't. Jesus, I didn't know about that. Yeah, like, really? the, the old stories were really fucked up. Oh, so bestiality was involved as well. You know, for kids. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't go into the woods today. Yeah. You're going to get raped by a fucking wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grandma, what a big dick you've got. <laughs> so that one's came out. There's another trailer for... Did you see the trailer for Chronicle? No. This well, is basically... I, I tried to watch a lot of trailers the other day, and it's actually... Half of them were fake. Oh, shit. <laughs> or else fan edits. Some shit. You look on YouTube, right? Yes. You don't look on YouTube. <laughs> It's like X-Men 4. It's like, no. <laughs> Statham's not in that. <laughs> this Thundercats movie looks a lot like Thor, but with Brad Pitt's painted, face painted like Lionel. That's How weird. How bored do people have to be to actually create their own movie? It's, it's not easy to edit shit like that. But Chronicle, um, we were talking just before we started podcasting with uh, 
guy who might come back later, um, about the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie, and how it's going back to the beginning again. But all those movies, this movie shows these teenagers who, it's all very handheld, and it shows what real teenagers would do with superpowers. So, like, they're just fucking around. They're, like, in a toy stop, and they're floating teddy bears in their mind to freak out small children. Well, if you're a teenager as well, the first thing you'd obviously do if you had the power of visibility is just Lady, like ladies' locker rooms. Hang around in ladies' locker rooms permanently. <laughs> I think there's something wrong with the showers. <laughs> why I keep hearing you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the only reason you have to leave is to rehydrate. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one seems to be psychic powers, and like they get those powers get stronger and stronger, and they're kind of fucking around. Like, watch, and the guy's like, "Watch, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip the chewing gum out of his mouth." And then the guy goes flying across the room, and they run away, and they're going like, why are we running away? No one will know this is us. And so there's a load of, like, frat house pranks, and they're driving along in a car, and there's this car behind them flashing his lights and beating their hearts. There's three of them. And one of the guys just turns around and just waves his hand, and the truck just goes off. And the other two are like, what the fuck did you do that for? So it's like, three mates. And two of them are, you know, they're not, they're not becoming superheroes. They're just fucking around. Until one of them goes fucked up. And the whole thing starts with, like, it's all handheld camera stuff. Until when it gets, and you're thinking, this is obviously a low budget thing or whatever. When it gets to the end of the trailer, there's a lot of quick cuts, and they show like a big plaza with like loads of fucking cop cars and loads of cops, and then all the cop cars and all the cops, like seven or eight cop cars and all the cops of full car loads, all start going flying. Or houses being ripped apart. So it is like my first supervillain movie kind of thing. It, it does look kind of interesting. The Man of Steel one that's out at the moment is real, isn't it? Trailer? Yeah. No, I don't think so, not yet. It looked real. It looked pretty good. Was there a lot of Greeks in it? Was it like bits from Immortals? <laughs> no, no, because I was, I was actually reading... Um, who's playing Zod? General Zod in it as well. Michael that Shannon. Was this week. Yeah, that was announced this week. No, that was announced a while ago. He's, he was in, is he in Deadwater? He's in something... He's in something good to, or is he in uh, Boardwalk Empire, I think, was he? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's uh, the, uh, the agent. The uh, pro- Prohibition agent. Mm. And he's, he's a scary guy as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good character. Actually. Yeah, so he's playing, yeah, General Zod. But no, it looked like a real trailer. Okay, I must have looked for that. I didn't see that. When did you see that? Um, just scanning through YouTube earlier this week. <laughs> it looked real. Okay. There was a guy floating. <laughs> That's how you can tell shit's real these days. Yes. Uh, and then, oh, you saw the, the, uh, the new uh, Spider-Man trailer. No, we did that a while ago, yeah. Yeah, that's been out. And he does, look, he does look like Peter Parker, though. Are we going to discuss this? Because I, I need to get this off my chest. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, because I, I, again, we were talking about this early with the guy who's going to come back. Vent, I Jeff, don't, vent. I don't understand why there needs to be another one. Another, so soon. Another, yeah, so soon. I mean, such a reboot. Okay, so the five-year-olds from eight years ago won't have seen... The, yeah. Well, they probably have, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, but who are they making this for? Them should make money. I, I mean, I can understand you look Man at, of Steel. Man see, of Steel makes sense. I mean, reboot. It's been long series. enough. Yeah, it's been, it's been thirty years. We talked about this in the years. podcast before about the reboot schedule cycle is getting shorter and shorter oh, and shorter. That's insane. I mean, it is literally getting like the comic book. Like DC rebooted their entire line, and Action Comics is now Superman when he's just starting to be Superman. So he didn't even wear the full outfit. Is this down to the uh, the, the comic studios actually taking control? away from the Hollywood studio. in some so ways but it's just the fact better. it's the fact that you know comic comic books they write themselves into all sorts of stupid corners and then they have to try and get out of that and they realise that well we can't get out of it without you know the, this one event has been referenced in Superman Supergirl Superdog Superman's <laughs> Superman's mate uh, Jimmy Olsen Superboy maybe in Steel as well all those comics so they have to reboot everything for new readers because you, you read it and you're like but these are the same you, readers like, so hang on you, you pick up a copy of Superman and like there's now 5,000 uh, superhuman Kryptonians living on the moon 
It's oh, like, what? Yeah. I thought he was the last son of Krypton. How can there be loads of them? Yeah. And also, how does he fight like all that? He can't. Yeah. Reboot. So, shit. They're shit. Doing we screwed up here. Okay, we yeah. gotta reboot. Yeah. But because of that kind of thing, and over years, comic book readers are more used to the idea that you can have, you know, Batman versus Dracula. There actually is a Batman versus Dracula comic, and it's supposed to be quite good. A comic book but you can have, you know, but yeah. they, 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 they'd come around to the idea of you can have different interpretations of the same characters. But a comic With movies, it wasn't that way, but it's slowly going that way. Look at the difference between the two Hulks. The two Hulks were pretty close. As well, uh, yeah, but one of them was good and one of them wasn't yeah. so good. And if you look at Sony, right, the Spider-Man, fair enough, they put a lot of money into the first Spider-Man movie. They saw huge rewards from that. Yeah. That no longer becomes a bonus. That becomes the target for the company to make. So the next movie has to do the equal or more. The law of diminishing returns doesn't but seem to who apply are they anymore. Making it for because the kids they can't watched it eight years ago. Right. The same kids that's got nothing to do with anything. That's the problem. But it, it just. It just Okay, they're going to make the money back. So theoretically, it, it's it's a positive thing to do. But then it's a hundred million dollars or a hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. Can't you use a million of that to make a competition for a bunch of uh, amateur writers and see if they can come up with a good idea for a movie? Hollywood doesn't work that way. It's all face it's, and it's all whatever. I mean, numerous movies get killed just because there's a change to the board and they're like, "Well, that's not my project. So if that's successful, it makes my predecessor look good. So I can't. I have to kill it now before it even has a chance." And, and all anyone can say to me is it's different because it's darker. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? And it's got Riss Evans. Riss Evans. I'm just going to go turn into a lizard now. <laughs> of course, you Spider-Man. Now, if Indian. he had the same character as the guy in Notting Hill, I'd enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But he's not going to be the guy from Notting Hill. <laughs> no, just okay. make up a new bad guy who wanders around in a wetsuit with goggles on. How's <laughs> yeah. it going, Spider-Man? <laughs> I, I hate you, I do. I don't know. I mean, the trailer was was okay. It did look a, a little bit grittier, but come on, it's a cop out. Yeah. It wasn't that bad to begin with, and yeah. they literally. When was the, the last reboot? Uh, uh, was it two thousand one? The first one that we uh, PlayStation Five. Nine years. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and the only thing is, you know, I think Sam Raimi didn't. Sam Raimi was doing the original movies great because he was doing his Spider-Man. I realize this now. Everyone has their own Doctor Who. It's whoever you grew up with, yeah. whoever you hit behind the couch from. Everyone has their own Spider-Man as well, and Sam Raimi was Doctor Octopus, uh, the Green Goblin, and I think he wants to have Vulture, who's not well known at all. I mean, he's, he's a kind of he's an old dude with wings. It's kind of weird looking. He wanted Ben Kingsley as the Vulture for the third movie. Venom is a character from the '80s, which is that whole. The 80s was a time of the X-Men wore pockets on top of pockets. Remember those kind of the outfits? Like Cable, for example. He wears a, a, a lycra with a gun bigger than his face, or bigger than his head, or bigger than his arm, usually. Yeah, whenever there's a TV version. And he's pockets everywhere. Like... He's got pockets on, on his knee pads, for some reason. <laughs> and it was just, it was a couple of artists at the time, they, they did a new style. It was like, interesting, but fucked up. Venom came from that time, which is like, this guy looks cool, because he's got the whole evil monster Spider-Man thing going on. Sam Raimi didn't want to do that because he didn't get it. He couldn't understand that character because it wasn't what he'd grown was, to yeah, do. Yeah. Studio Notes said, you got to do it. Like Sandman was a Silver Age villain. There's a Silver Age. There was the Golden Age and there was a Silver Age and there was the Modern Age. Venom, uh, Sandman was Silver Age, but Venom was very much a modern day. And when they put him in there, it felt shoehorned. You know, in, the two, in, in, in Spider-Man 3, when Sandman and Venom decide to gang up, it's like, it might as well be, hey, we got to gang up because it's the third act. Yeah. And it didn't work at all. Yeah. And that, I think that was studio interference. Oh, I hope it was. I hope Sam Raimi didn't just lose his mind. But, you know, the studio killed it and the studio's going to ring back again because of the studio's work. There's already plans in place, apparently, to... Christopher Nolan says he's doing three Batman movies and that's it. 
Yep. He said that. He's very clear about it. So they're even thinking of going. They're already planning what to do after that because, again, that made so much money for them. That is now part of their annual earnings. Maybe Adam Schwarzenegger can come back. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Well, that's it. Um, didn't they, wasn't there a new trailer for Batman as well? The last couple of weeks since we did the last. There was one? a there was a teaser. Yeah, there's a bit good. of Bane and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I like that. Uh, and it, it, it looks like a direct follow-on from the last one as well. In a way, so now Batman is uh, is. No, but it is, looks like Batman, evil. Yeah, he's kind of evil, but also yeah. about, there's, well, he's not. The, but the, he's the, 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 it shows him talking to Gordon in bed, and Gordon's in bed, and he's dying, dying or something. And, but he's saying we need the Batman back, and he's like, "What if we can't have the Batman?" And it seems to be. Are you talking? You know, that could be funny editing anyway. But, uh, you know, Catwoman's in it. I mean, it, 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 there's a lot oh, of is stuff. Is there a Catwoman in it? Yeah, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. There's been photos online. <laughs> this is the thing. This could either make or break Nolan. If you can... Because <laughs> there is an awful lot of spoilers on the web because they're, they're shooting... On, they're not using Chicago this time. I think it's Atlanta or somewhere like that. There's, there's, like, there's photos of a Batwing. But, like... Oh, yeah, I've seen the, uh, the helicopter. The yeah. Boat, whatever it is, yeah. Staying away from all of that because... The reason, cool. the reason why we did this podcast is seeing the Dark Knight, uh, the, the the first one, the the Batman Begins. I was no, it was the Dark Knight. When we saw the Dark Knight, myself and Gavin spent five hours talking about how awesome it was, and they were like, "We should probably do a podcast." That's our secret origin. I missed the Scarecrow. The, and the, there was a there was he an, was such a good character. But he was he in it nicely. In, so he, he was in it nicely in the second one. He was interviewed for his new movie. It's called it's it's himself, Billy Elliot, and this girl, and they're like on a. Uh, him and his girlfriend go to a retreat it's called retreat so they go to the house somewhere and then Billy Elliot turns up and says the world's been wiped out by a plague and they don't know if he's telling the truth or not because there's no phone lines or anything like that and it's kind of this weird psychological drama he's being interviewed on the BBC and um, Simon Mayo and Mark Komodo because they're brilliant interviewers they don't do the um, publicity crap they'll actually needle something so he's doing the retreat stuff but they have such a nice, easy-going repartee that he's like, so can you tell us, are you in the new Batman when you have a little scene like you did in the Leslie? He's not supposed to talk about that. He's like, well, if you say you're not supposed to talk about it, that would imply that you are and you're not allowed to talk about it. And he's like, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> but it was funny. So they could have him in there again. Because he did, he, did, he did sell that line where he's like, when they're like, it's the Batman. He's like, it's the Batman. He's a great character. Did really you see, you haven't great. seen In Time yet, right? No. I've heard he's brilliant yeah. in Time as well. He's, he's a brilliant actor. No. <laughs> uh, what, we'll order two more? Two more, two more pints. Just for you, let me know how many you're buying. That's okay. Yeah, no worries. So two more pints. That's two more pints. Yeah. But the whole reboot thing, I think, I think that would be the waiter and the manager asking us for money. We ain't got none. The thing is, I think so far it's 113 ringgit. By the way, but yeah. <laughs> is there food on there? No. I thought we were supposed to get one for ones. It is. We've had two of them already, and there's yeah. one more here. 15 ring out of pint. It's not bad. Yeah. It's a good beer. Yeah. Anyway, back to anyway, the beer. Yeah. <laughs> Other bars are available. Um, <laughs> the thing I think that would be brilliant is after Chris Nolan, if they do like a reboot of Batman, because they can't go any grittier, and they actually go back to the 60s style, and they actually just do an incredible... Yeah, yeah, go completely camp. Lady Gaga as Batman. <laughs> I remember watching the original 60s Batman with my dad, actually. And he loved it. It's the only thing that he would watch with me. And, uh, yeah, it, it was hilarious. Thwack, bam, kaboom. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. The Bat Watusi. Have you seen the 69 movie? Because yes. they made a movie that where yeah, Batman's yeah. running around with the giant black bomb that says bomb on the side. <laughs> and he tries to throw it off the pier and there's people fishing. And then he tr- he's about to throw it over the, over a wall, and there's a load of nuns. And, he and then he throws, he starts to throw it, and there's like a baby in a pram. He's like, 
Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> it was just, it was all so cheesy. I think, you could, I think you could do that again, like have it all look the same, but just have Batman be completely deranged. Well, I still remember whatever it was, 1986. Nine, when there was, 89 was when the, 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 the first one. one. Oh, yeah, but, but on the tube. So remember the tube in the UK? Oh, yeah, yeah, Music with the. Uh, Jules Holland and the uh, blondie uh, woman yeah um, uh, Mrs. Geldof yeah and Mrs. and Mrs. Uh, Hutchins and Mrs. Hutchins as well Paul Yates Paul Yates yeah. Paul Yates when they announced the original Batman movie and they your head exploded they had no they had uh, Adam West on really uh, <laughs> and that was before he was Mayor Adam West yes and as she said, are you hoping to be in the movie? And said, well, I am obviously hoping for... He wasn't at all. He was no little... No, he wasn't. Running. And he was actually apparently quite disappointed. That is disappointing. The fact he was in his 50s. <laughs> and he's still going strong now. Yeah, and he's still, still doing family. I mean, the guy who was the police commissioner who got poisoned used to be in the fast show. Remember there was one character who just turned up and would say, hi, I'm Bob Simpson. And then something would happen to him. He did some of that. And he, he does that... I don't, I'm not sure if he's American or if he's English and he just overacts as American. He's like... Gordon, what's going on here? He's like, he's just Commissioner, talking to Commissioner Gordon, yeah. yeah. Well, before he was commissioner. Before he was famous. Next. Um, blah, 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 blah. We talked a while ago that Will Smith had turned down Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained. It's about a slave, and it's, it's a Western oh, yeah. Yeah. slave drama where he goes back and gets revenge. Will Smith turned that down. How do you turn down fucking Tarantino Quentin Tarantino movie? movie? Apparently, it might be because of this, so... Gary Witte, who uh, he's on some other podcasts, so he's an English guy. He did uh, the Book of Eli. Um, it's a movie called One Thousand A.E. and it's about a dad and a son who crash. I think it's Will Smith and Jaden Smith. They crash land on Earth after humanity's abandoned it and left to survive. Um, it's going to be directed by M Night Shyamalan. I didn't hear this at all. I mean, we talked about M Night Shyamalan's Night Chronicles. You know those those horror movies he was going to do. He's going to write but not not direct because that way he can't be in them and be weird. So this is a huge budget movie. I can movie. understand him turning down a movie with M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. But he's, no, he's doing it. <laughs> he's, he's actually doing it. Yeah. He's had two good movies and then the rest of them have been... Um, with a twist. Less good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less good with a twist. But the, ta- the, the cast so far, I think these are confirmed ta- cast for Django. Jamie Foxx, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, I'm not her she, 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 she is. Jamie Foxx. Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell, MC Gainey, Dennis Christopher, Joe McGraney, Laura Caillou, Don Johnson, Tom Savini. So Tom Savini's the makeup guy who had the crotch gun in Dustle Dawn. Oh, in Dustle Dawn, yeah. Anthony But he played that character in another movie as well, didn't he? Anthony Paglia and possibly Joseph Gordon Levine. So, I mean, that's going to be awesome, but yeah, you don't turn it. You don't turn it. Yeah. Thank you. Just to get in the glass. <laughs> also news this week that there's going to be uh, the director of In Bruges, uh, Woody Harrison, Tom Waits, and Olga Kurlenko. She was in one of the Bond movies. They've all joined the cast of In Bruges, Helmer, Martin McDonough's Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, I saw that. That looks really good. So Colin Farrell plays a screenwriter who struggles to find the handle on his script. He soon gets drawn into the dog-napping escapades of his friends, Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken. I'm fucking sold. But I still can't tell whether it's supposed to be a comedy. A yeah. comedy is it a, a piss take of the Seven Samurai? Will there be fucking or is it Magnificent Seven? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell what what it's Thank the you. Seven Psychopaths. I mean, there's got to be something. Is Gil Brenner going to be in it? Yeah. Like CG Gil Brenner? <laughs> it looks good. I read it, I read that earlier this week as well. Yeah, that does look interesting. I think Martin McDonough and but his, I haven't seen Christopher Walken. His brother, his brother directed the Garen. 
yes. That family's awesome. Yes. And apparently, like, I heard him being interviewed again on the BBC, and he's like, yes, yeah, so your brother did in Bruges. He's like, yeah, I know, we're very competitive over that. They have good film craft, those mm. brothers. Very yes. good, very yes. good. Oh, so this will be the first big Hollywood movie. Seems to be, yeah. Stars like that, yeah. Like, big fan of Christopher Walken. Yeah. One of my favourite actors. Because his watch <laughs> was up here. You, have you, we did a little Yeah, he's, he's got the most distinctive. Yeah, did you ever listen to the bits? We used to play out the podcast with uh, YouTube clips of funny clips online. And um, I can't remember the guy, uh, Kevin Pollock. You know Kevin Pollock? He's in The Usual Suspects. He's the guy with the baseball cap. Yeah. He does a fantastic Christopher Walken impression. And he's talking about how he's at a party and he meets Christopher Walken. It's fantastic. And as he's leaving the party, it's a big Hollywood thing. As he's leaving the party, he's in someone's house. Um, he's like, he's, I think Christopher Walken, can you give me a ride? And he walks out. He's like, sure, yeah. And he's like, I think Chris will get a kick at it. He's got one of those cars where you hit the button and the engine starts. Okay. And he hits the button and the car goes, wow! <laughs> Chase me! <laughs> he said that. <laughs> but when Kevin Pollock does the whole story, it's like, wow! <laughs> he's very cool. He's brilliant. Yeah. I always I always refer back to the episode of Animaniacs, which is like, it's not a kid's show. I they loved had a, Animaniacs. They had, a party, yes. they had a party in the water tower, and it's like, there's Ernie and Maria Shriver, and there's whatever, yada, yada, yada. i like, come on in, have some dip, say hello to Christopher Walken. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I loved Animaniacs. It was insane. Animaniacs. Hello, nurse. <laughs> Again, I don't know what I did yesterday, but I can remember that shit from, what, the 90s? Uh, we'll try and remember the news soon. Um... Did you see the trailer for The Grey? It's a lot of trailers this week. There's not enough of the movie news because we're heading up to Oscar season. So. The Grey? Yeah. No. It's Liam Neeson. Okay. Um, you saw Taken was Liam Neeson beats yes, up France. Yes, we discussed this last time. This Taken, is Liam Neeson fights up, beats Taken up Alaska. Part, Taken Part 2 and his daughter. Oh, Taken Part 2. Yeah, the Taken Part 2. But this is The Grey where essentially it looks like it's all him for the start but it's like it has him talking and he's talking about missing his wife and stuff like that. And there's a cool scene where he's like lying under the bed sheets with his wife and then it's like the scene from uh, what's it called the beautiful sunshine of the spotless mind oh yeah okay. eternal sunshine of the spotless yeah, mind yeah. you know he's lying there and she gets dragged off yeah. it has that shot where he's lying there with her under the sheets and then the sheets get whipped back she gets dragged off and he's in fucking Alaska in the middle of the snow so they're oil rig uh, employees whose plane crashes in Alaska and they're trying to survive and it just it, there's a lot of photo, there's a lot of shots of him on his own so I don't think enough a lot of the rest of the cast make it but there is more shots of like maybe five or six guys the plane crashes they've got to get this shit together but they're being chased by wolves and these look like badass never ending story style big ass wolves and the I was like thinking so he's beating up wolves yeah is he punching them in the neck <laughs> like you wait well, no wait 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 this is the best bit so like you're thinking okay this is alive with Neil Neeson it might be passable it should be good it's Joe Carnahan who did uh, was it Smoking Aces or whatever that movie was called and the A-Team the guy directed the A-Team just when you're thinking just when you're watching the trailer thinking this is alive at the end it has Liam Neeson and he's made Wolverine claws out of mini bottles from the mini bar on the flight and they're all dragging and shit and the wolf is facing off against them he's like come on <laughs> and they're like fuck yeah <laughs> he actually has a boxing match with the wolf but he's got Wolverine claws that Wolverine guy yeah, well, okay. you have to watch it just for that exactly <laughs> I haven't seen the whole clip yet, but you know, there's a lot of clips coming online for Ricky Gervais's uh, "Life's Too Short." Yep, that looks good. Looks very good. It's Warwick Davis who was Willow, uh, and the, the, the clip that's been going around a bit for a while was the Johnny Depp one, where Johnny Depp comes in to, to meet Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant playing themselves, and he's playing himself, and he's still pissed off with the Golden Globes. There's a new clip where Warwick, I think what happens is Warwick Davis just brings these people in to meet his agents, 
see if they can work something out because they're a bit they're a low rent agency and they'll try anything so it has Liam Neeson talking to them saying I'd like to go into comedy because I'm funny right and he's <laughs> giving them the intense fucking stare it's like yeah well uh, okay yeah well, what have you got it's like well here are some areas I'd like to work on stand up improv it's like these are areas I almost hope these are areas he's no fucking ideas what he's doing but he thinks he's funny and he's just being intense Schindler's List Liam Neeson I think that show start, might have started already it started it started it started in November it's starting in November on BBC right, so when we see it in Asia it's going to be uh, open to a uh, discussion base. With, uh, yeah we shall buy it upon DVD sir yes of course <laughs> original only order it from Amazon even though they won't deliver here I don't think we've mentioned this but the under, I think we mentioned it already the Underworld Awakening trailer was out yeah, while yeah, see, I, I've always liked Underworld actually I'm, I'm a big fan of Underworld Born Slippy right out and uh, Kate Beckinsale oh in Anyone in Rubber super hot <laughs> yes and even her replacement because she wasn't in the last one was she it was um, Rona yeah, yeah. was who was uh, Tomb Raider for a while she was yeah. with Lara Croft for a while uh, no. and, and of course um, yeah, her husband makes those movies and Tony Blair Yes, um, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen, yeah. Or Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Is I mean, like to be maybe maybe you should learn how to edit and insert those. So have the photo, have the shots of, of Tony Blair or when he's with Michael uh, David Frost, and then he's recording. You know, asking <laughs> was it Prime Minister's question times question time, and the answer is, are we slaves or are we lichens? Because I watched that with a certain group of ladies who knew everything inside out. I'm like, what? Was he in? You all the words. They're no, they're big fans. <laughs> Daddy and her friends are big fans of that, and it's like I'm like, was was Michael Sheen in the first? He was in the first. It's like what? Because it's been so long since he's in the yeah, he's yeah. in the first one. Yeah, yeah it was an older man. And the big black dude is in that. And you get and, yeah. you know, like Michael Sheen gets iced in the first one. Yeah, he that's, well, that's why one. it goes prequel. Yeah. after that, doesn't it? Yeah, but he's not in this one, is he? I don't think so. Which no. is a shame because he was. Well, they moved it. This is you were saying it's present day. It's not it's present, present day. It's twelve days. It's twelve years in the future. She's been on ice. And but now now they're all in the open. It's more present day than 1,500 years ago. Yeah, that was only the third one. The first two were modern day. No, no, I'm sure the second one was in the past as well. It was. The first one was modern day. And the the first one was meeting, third... was meeting Michael and fighting with Bill Nye. Right? Yes. What was the second one? The second one was Kate Beckinsale again. That was in the past. The third one was the. Well, it was flashing back to the past, wasn't it? Though it was in the present as well, but it was flashing back to the past because they were they'd woken up the red-haired vampire, who was the original vampire, whose brother was a werewolf, because that family was fucked up because they oh. they slept with animals. And his brother, the werewolf, the original werewolf brother, had been locked somewhere, and so those flashbacks to the past because she knew where he was buried and they wanted to find out where he was buried because the lichens wanted to free the original lichen wow you can remember all of that <laughs> just now yes. I need to lie down <laughs> my brain's getting incredibly hot have you been checking the underworld wiki or something <laughs> no it just came back to me I had no idea what the second one was about until just now well I got, I mean, my brain runs on sequel was there, I like him. I'll, I'll watch this one again. You like him? I, I, I like him. <laughs> but without my, um, Michael Sheen as the, as the king, like him. Yeah. Then well, this is the, the whole setup for this is now that the um, the humans know about the werewolves and the vampires. Yes. And they are like kicking their asses, which is kind of cool. Yes. Go humans. Oh, because let's face it, vampires are pussies. Mm. <laughs> All you have to do is shine a shine a torch on them and they explode. <laughs> yeah, can we have a meeting? What time? Midday, bitches. <laughs> I've never been. I mean, what is it? How can you even be scared of vampires? I don't get. Where you didn't see Friday Night? Did you see Friday Night? Uh, oh no, no, the new one with uh, Colin Farrell. No, I haven't seen it. You should definitely watch that because yeah. the whole thing is like 
the, the, the can't come into the house thing has worked out really nicely because he comes over he comes, comes over and he's playing sleazebag Colin Farrell said recently he got a bit up himself and now he's just doing movies that seem like fun and in yeah. this he gets to have an awful lot of fun he's leaning on the door frame he's like the kid knows something up but he's not 100% sure but like his friend told him he's a vampire and his friend disappeared then and he's leaning on the door he's like could you help a brother out man because you know I got a chick coming out for some beers I don't have any beers he's like but is light okay that'll do and as he's standing by the doorway kind of cool and then as your man passes in the beer he just pulls it back slightly so it's inside the door frame and he can't get the beers little nice things like that or he can't get it but later on when it goes full on they know he's a vampire he just rips up the gas line and sets the house on fire because you don't have to invite me in if there's no house left yeah yeah, yeah true yeah. <sighs> which is cool but yeah you should watch Friday alright I think we should oh yeah emails we don't have well, questions. We don't have emails, but we do have a question from Mr. Gavin Yap. Okay. <laughs> when I tweeted that we were going to do the podcast uh, on Thursday, and then we didn't because we were tired, um, he's like, "I'm oh, sorry, do the podcast." Just question: What? Um, what's your favorite? What's a movie that you love and you'd watch over and over again, but no one else likes? Your own secret hidden gem. Dude, where's my car? Yeah. Yeah. I'll let that. <laughs> I've got five different versions of it at home. Right, my flatmate. <laughs> what, what am I? Fuck what? The extended. <laughs> <laughs> More idiocy. <laughs> one of my, just one of my favorite movies of all time. What's it called? That. It's at the flux capacitor. It's the. What am I looking for? What's the MacGuffin? Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was the um, thingy Bob Transformer. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we got cell phones. Totally gay guys at six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> It's just one of the best movies of all time. It I is, it is. Every, every six months, I can watch that and I'll chuckle. <laughs> uh, classic. The, my, my old flatmate, um, his friend, when he watched it, he said to him, "This is so dumb. Only you could have written it." <laughs> to, his, to his my flatmate. <laughs> but it's just some brilliant lines all the way through. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, my, that's, that's my secret movie. Yeah, mine. Is, I think I have it to copy somewhere, but it's on it's on multiple um, discs or something. Ice Pirates. You ever seen Ice Pirates? Never heard of it. You know Robert Urich? Yes. Robert Urich and it's not um, it's not uh, it's not what's his name? It's not um, who's the guy who's in Coming to America that wasn't Eddie Murphy? He had his own show. Oh, oh uh, he had his own chat yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not Ronaldo. It's it's uh, another. Oh, it's on the tip of my brain. Um, I will. It's check. like a seventies version of him, but it's like it's one of those it's one of those movies that came in the wake of Star Wars, and. Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. It's like Arsenio Hall, but no. And like the end battle takes place passing through a wormhole time distortion field. So as a result, people keep aging. So like at the the, the big battle fight, halfway through the big battle fight, the two guys, two main characters are fucking ancient, and the black dude has an afro that's, that's, that's like six foot wide. And it's like we're getting too over this shit. And uh, all the robots are comedy robots, and there's uh, space herpes. Space herpes. It's like, what's that? I don't know, is it? Oh, God, no, it's Space Herpes. <laughs> it's a very funny movie. Um, it's just retarded in all so many ways. There's space gophers. Um, should, should I try and watch it? You should. It is funny. <laughs> it's like the universe is, there's no water, and these are ice, there's, there's a water are contained, controlled by the evil empire, for example, and they're raiding the evil empire. Angelica Houston's in it. Looking hot. Okay, I'll watch that if you and Nadia promise to have a romantic evening watching Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> Without going near anything. Do we, any do we have to wear the bubble wrap suits? 
<laughs> that was Sean William Scott as well, right? <laughs> and Aston Kutcher before he went weird. <laughs> without uh, without have, without imparting of any form of illegal drug, <laughs> and while being sober, at least at the start of the movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I, I, I do like dudes wearing my car. That was surprisingly funny. I think it's a very good movie. I, I, I even looked at the trailer and I was like, dude, where's my... And they said, yeah, yeah, dude's, oh, no, it was something else. Some other movie said, where dude, where my car? And he went, oh, it's over there. Oh, where's my car, dude? <laughs> so thanks for that question, Gavin. Um, Thank you, Gavin. You can I, I forgot you one thing. Uh, did you see the announcement that Logan's run? They've started... Uh, Who's the director? They've it. been talking about it for a while now. It was... Um, it's not Stuart Beatty, is it? Well, okay, Ryan Gosling's confirmed. Oh, I didn't hear that. And Rose Byrne is still rumoured, but Ryan Gosling's Who's confirmed. Who's the director? Oh, uh, director Nicholas Winding Refn. He directed Drive, and he directed. Uh, did you see? Let the right one in. Wow! But writer, that's interesting. Who? Alex Garland. Oh yeah, yeah. I did not know he was. And I'm not sure if you heard. We did it a while ago. We mentioned it a while ago. The Judge Dredd movie. There was supposedly a falling out kind of thing. The photos we've seen have been a bit weird. But Alex Garland was supposedly taking over direct like the, the, the editing. Now, really? that, yeah. He's, not he's never directed anything. No, but he's written a lot of screenplays. He's, he yeah, was involved yeah. in The Beach and he was involved yeah. in a lot of other things. But, like. Well, he wrote The Beach. The, yeah. But the, the, the weird things with the, the, the Judge Dredd outfit, well, a while ago we posted the fact that there was like a. a there's a custom made Judge Dredd outfit, and I swear to God, it looks fucking awesome, and it looks better than the ones they're using in the movie. Carl Urban's playing Judge Dredd, and he won't take the helmet off in the movie, which is good. But they're more like. It is a bit more. It's not quite. Um, Stallone but it's like it's a bit more body armor stuff but the helmets look wrong this is the key thing with that Judge Dredd movie the the, the costume helmet you can buy you know it's right down mm. and it, it comes the, the you know the kind of little squares those zigzag white lines like they're right over the eyes the helmets in the new movie look like they're too small they seem to be resting on top of people's heads instead of encapsulating their heads we did a bit on this in the podcast before so Ugh. I mean I'm excited about it because I love Logan's Run yeah, seventies, and that's a, had, that's definitely a hidden gem as well. It, and it's it you you like watching it purely because of Jenny Agutter. Jenny Agutter, <laughs> men <laughs> of a certain age, the <laughs> British actress of all time, because she will get her norks out. She has and got the her norks out. Yeah, yeah. She, what was the what was, the, was she was she in um, American Werewolf in London? Yes, she was a sexy nurse, right? She was the sexy nurse during the the weird okay, dream sequence. She didn't. The only thing, the only movie she didn't get her norks out. Was the railway children? <laughs> because that would have been illegal. <laughs> that would have been wrong. Yeah. Uh, Christmas. That's a Christmas. That's a Christmas wonder. Every year the fucking railway children is on, and every year I watch it. I'm at home. Jenny Agatha. She's got to be in her. I bet she's still hot in her fifties okay. or sixties. I mean, she. Oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess the only other thing is we need to. Um, I've been seeing more and more reviews, stunning reviews on. Um, Jay Edgar. Oh, yes. So, so that, 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 that had its actual premiere there last week, yeah. I think. And the reviews look absolutely stunning. Yeah. Apparently, it's just, they're raving about it. Yeah. Because, again, Leo DiCaprio has just apparently done an incredible job in it. This could be the one that swings me. I don't know if you've overheard well when he's been listening, but I do have a problem with buying Leonardo DiCaprio as anyone other than Leonardo DiCaprio. He's cursed, and we discussed this last time, he's cursed by Titanic. Yeah. Uh, even more than, even, for me, it's even Romeo and Juliet. I still think he's that snotty little kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of child actors who made it well, you know, Johnny Depp started off in 21 Jump Street and he managed to break that role by inventing Jack Sparrow, which now everyone knows he's him. 
Did you see the trailer, the Red Band trailer for 21 Jump Street? Um, Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, the guy from G.I. Joe. They're two idiot cops. So Jonah Hill is like SWAT. And Channing Tatum is playing a dumb, a dumb fucking lunkhead. And uh, they're fucking terrible at their job. I mean, they're bike cops, like, not motorbike cops, like cycling cops around Venice Beach kind of thing. They're like, this is not what I thought I'd be doing. Hey, you, stop smoking weed on the path, do it on the grass. And uh, they make a fuck up and they get put into this unit which has to go into schools. And it's a little bit like, um, wasn't 51st Dates? What was the one with, uh, was it Never Been Kissed? So they're going back into high school, but they're like, they're no longer hip. And they're trying to be hip, and it's like you know, Ice Cube is their boss, and he's like, you know, you do not, you know, you're undercover, but do not sell any, you know, do not be involved in drugs, do not buy any beer for these miners. And, and then it shows ice, them which one's Ice Cube. Ice T is the one in Lower Order. Yeah, Ice Cube is the one from Triple X Two. He's a hard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the one from. He's the one who was awesome in Boys in the Hood and yeah. shit in everything else. Okay, yeah. And um, I think he says, you know, don't get involved in drugs. You know, you. Drug bust, yes, but don't you know entrapment? Don't uh, don't buy or sell drugs. And it just shows like bags of weed. It's like don't buy beer for miners, and it shows them coming out of the off license with a wheelbarrow full of kegs. And it just seems to be a lot of them fucking with each other and having a whale of a time with it. So it's not. I think it's similar to what they did the Starsky and Hutch movie to the Starsky and Hutch TV show. The show was relatively serious, apart from all the nice jackets that your man used to wear. But the movie was a fucking piss take, right? And in this case, 21 Jump Street is that as well. It's more about these two it's guys. Tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. And it's these guys who think they're hip and think they're cool. And yeah. when they go back into high school, it's like, oh shit, we're not cool right. anymore. But it does have a load of crazy shit in it. And it looks pretty funny. So I do want to mention that. I think we should move on to reviews. We're almost in an hour. Shall I go first? Yeah, you join. Go ahead. Tower Heist. So I uh, saw Tower Heist last weekend. Directed by Brett Ratner. Uh, yes, indeed. He who didn't fuck Olivia Munn. Uh, do I need to go through all the people who are in it? You want to? Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Right. He's brilliant in it. Oh, he's really good. Yeah. He's really good. He, I expected him to be more prominent in it, and he only, you know, for the first one third, the first one third of the movie, he's barely in it. He's just this shouting character that uh, Ben Stiller walks past, and then he gets involved in the movie. And okay, so if people what's don't the, know the plot, yeah. So the plot is. Ben Stiller is a manager of a super high-end uh, luxury apartment block in uh, Upper West Side, Upper East Side of Manhattan. Um, the uh, block is owned by Alan Alder. Alan Alder, yeah. And uh, one day, one day, Alan Alder, who's a, a big oh, property And all the staff who worked there have invested the money with him. Oh, well, how? Yeah, well, uh, we get to that. We get to that. One day, Alan Alder is uh, arrested by the FBI. And then it's discovered, basically, he's done a bit of... A bit of a um, fraud. Uh, well, what's the guy? Ponzi scheme. Ponzi. No, who's the guy that did that? Be- uh, Bernard Stocks. Uh, uh, Madoff. Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff. So apparently he's done a bit of a Bernie Madoff and basically squandered everyone's cash. So all the staff have obviously invested. Well, Ben Stiller invested all of the staff's pensions into um, into this Ponzi scheme. So everyone's lost all their money. They're, then, they're a bit miffed. They're a bit miffed, and then Ben Stiller goes over the edge and gets fired because you know he uh, he does a Ben Stiller stuff. Yeah, he accuses uh, Alan Alder of uh, of doing this on purpose, and then and then it's basically down to um, Ben Stiller. Alan Alder's placed under house arrest, but he's put under house arrest in the most awesome house in the yes, world, the ultimate the ultimate apartment, and then he uh, he gets um, who's our man? Who, who's uh, Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick? Sorry, I'm. I'm brain fart today 
So uh, Matthew Broderick, who yeah, I think so is how much you were drinking last night? I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Broderick plays um, an ex-rich person who gets kicked out of the apartment and has got n- nothing left in the world so uh, he, he's into is he playing his nervy kind of self he's always a nervous guy yeah he is very nervous guy except for Ferris Bueller's oh, Casey Affleck oh yeah I think the, the good side of the Affleck family because I'm still not a big fan of Ben Affleck even yeah. after the town uh, the town was his redeeming redeeming role have you seen Hollywoodland I keep forgetting to watch that that's uh, the one he directed so Casey Affleck's in it and then Eddie Murphy comes in later basically so these three white guys who's a real realize, they gotta use right yeah the three white guys realise they've never actually robbed anybody ever so they bring in uh, Eddie Murphy as their uh, as their thief as their, as their motherfucker Jones I guess you could say <laughs> and then it, it, it goes on from there it's it felt like a nice Sunday afternoon movie. There's a lot of plot holes in it. But you saw it on a Saturday, didn't we you? We saw it on a Saturday. <laughs> There's a crazy amount of plot holes. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, w- I, won't ex- I can't explain them because it'll give away too much of the actual movie. Yeah. But there's a crazy amount of plot holes in it. And I'm sure there'll be a better director's cut coming out at some point in the future. But it's a nice movie. Yeah? It's a nice movie. There's some nice actors. Oh, there's the, the, uh, the large lady of color from... Um, Precious. Precious. Is in it as well. What Which is kind of horny, right? Gab- Gabri Sid Sidib- Sidib- Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sidib- is in it, and uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Oh, Jude Hirsch is in it. Judd Hirsch is in it. I liked it. It's fun. Fun. So fun. it's not a, it's not a, it's not a must see, but it's definitely a rental. Well, yeah. Would I have? If uh, rentals still exist. Well, it's been it's been a pretty weak month. For good movies. Well, it's all leading up to the Christmas rush yeah. and Oscar season, so... So we wanted to go and watch a movie last Saturday night. It was bugger all else on. I'm not going to go and watch a Malay or a Chinese movie here. Sorry, I just don't understand them. Tintin was sold out. Uh, yeah, and they weren't showing that in the gardens. So we watched this, and we enjoyed it. Winnie enjoyed it. Sorry, Winnie's the wife. So wife enjoyed it, which is always a good sign. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was just... It was until they middling. kind of rushed it a little bit. Oh, you reckon? Well, this is a Brat Ratner joint. Yeah. It's not going to be fucking awesome. I mean, whenever you go and see this movie, look for the massive plot hole at the end. <laughs> and that's... Did you ever see Heist? I have to say Did you ever see it? Heist with Gene Hackman? Yes. Because I heard there's weaknesses in the heist itself, the planning of the heist, or the actual execution of the heist. Is that right? Because, I mean, the thing with heist movies is, is the planning and the execution and everything. Even the beginning of The, the, the Dark Knight, that whole... You know, the the Joker is a weird guy, and they're like they're slowly killing each other all the time. This is it's so genius. And in heist, it's just every there's layers within layers within layers of, game, yeah, of shell that, games they're playing with each other, which is brilliant. Because you're like, oh shit, Gene Hackman just oh no, he didn't get fucked. He just he, he knew what he was, he had plans within plans within plans within plans. Exactly. I mean, if the plot line's powerful enough and the characters are compelling enough, then yeah. you can ignore them. But this particular movie, the heist was what it was actually about. The yeah. characters were around it, and it just. Nah, it just. Uh, I actually, the one thing Winnie really enjoyed about it as well, because the whole heist was done on the same day as the uh, Macy's parade. Oh, right. So throughout the entire movie, well, through that particular scene, Winnie's going, oh, look, Kermit. Yeah, the big, oh, big, big yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, no, go and see it. It's a nice, I'd say it's a nice Sunday afternoon movie. Is it a, is it a return to kind of form Freddie Murphy doing a bit more than what he's been doing because he's doing like he did imagine that, that and he did like he's been doing like Meet Dave and all that weird shit that, there's a trailer came out for, I forgot to mention earlier for A Thousand Words where he curses an Indian guy who's in loads of movies or he, he says he, he lies all the fucking time like when he, when he can't get when he can't uh, skip the queue he skips the queue at Starbucks pretending he's on the phone to his wife who's pregnant 
or giving giving birth. Well, he kind of reminded me of a little bit of like Motherfucker Jones yeah, yeah. Uh, and, a, and a Chris Rock character, that where he's getting back to his uh, coming to America. Yeah, good uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, raw and uncut. You know his his roots in the seventies and early eighties where yeah. he was an his angry, raw roots. angry black man. Yeah, I got an ice cream. You don't have it. Exactly. Oh, my ice cream. I don't have an ice cream. You never. See, I don't think. Have you seen Raw? He's in like a. He's in what? He's in a, like a, a red, ju- a red, a red leather, leather jumpsuit. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck is he doing? Hilarious in it, and he's. It's very blue though. It's pretty hardcore. Oh, God, yeah, you well, don't want to watch the parents. What he's doing the Mr. T scene. But imagine if Mr. T was a homosexual. And the Ripley cock off. But he's good. I think Mr. T. Uh, Eddie Murphy was the was Mr. The, he was he was the, the redeeming part of this movie. That he was he was good. He did, I saw something the other day which was like uh, enough of the nice man movies. Yeah, exactly. Enough the, of the, the talking to animals. The, the, yeah, the the, the <laughs> a thousand words movie. He basically the Indian guy curses him, so it's a tree that has a leaf on it for every word he says, and when they run out, he'll die. So the second half of the movie is pretty much it's like liar liar, but instead of not being able to lie, he can't fucking speak. So conference calls are a bit of a bitch. <laughs> and he's, he's a lawyer or something like that as well or one of those roles out of movies he's been selling out for years but he's been yeah. a decade of selling out um, I reference a lot a website called crack.com because they do very humorous articles that are well researched and they did a thing about like I think it's list based so they had like five um, uh, five uh, Hollywood act stars who seem to be like trying to you know kill their own careers the thing about Eddie Murphy was like Eddie Murphy's made a shit ton of money Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy, if he wanted to, or if he was, if he had the wherewithal, he, he could pull together the best writers in Hollywood to make a really fucking good, good vehicle for him. Yeah, good vehicle yeah. for him, and get like the best writers, make it be really fucking funny. Get like the best director. I mean, he's got he, those Nor, those movies. Perhaps Norbert made money, yeah. and he could do something quality. But he's been coasting for the last ten yeah. years. So yeah, he bad. has been taking it easy. Yeah. Because when you look at, you know, Jamie Foxx doesn't do so many movies now, but just coming to that... Um, horrible Bosses. That's a great role for him. It was perfect. The little, there's so many little but people. you can see Eddie Murphy doing that role as well. Yeah. You can definitely see him doing that, where he doesn't have to be the family PG-rated superstar in the movie anymore. Yeah. He, can, he should be... He should take some risks. Yeah. And it happens to all these guys. They all... I mean, that's... What we talked about Jason Statham earlier. Sooner, he's, he's guarding a kid, but he's still beating people up. But sooner or later, you know, he's going to do Daddy... What was it? What was the one Vin Diesel did? The nanny thingy. Oh God. Wasn't yeah, the nanny? See, that was another one I was trying to remember. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was. Why the fuck did you do that? Because they have to. They have to do a PG-rated, hundred million dollar blockbuster at some point in their careers. Well, I think Johnny Depp did it well with Pirates, and that he said, "I want something my kids can watch." Yeah. Cool. Um, we managed to catch a preview. Uh, they had paid previews here for Tintin, which I think is out either yeah. at the end of this month or whatever. <laughs> A new challenger enters. Hi, Niall. Hi, Niall. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a man with a mysterious moustache has entered. <laughs> We're still going. Relax here. Yeah, have the reviews. Have a sit down. Have, have a beer. beer. <laughs> have a ticket. Okay. See, this adds to the, to the dyna- yes. dynamism of the show. Um, so we went to see T- Tintin. Um, a lot was made by this because it's Peter Jackson and Steven Spielberg. It's like, holy shit. Um... I keep forgetting his name, which is referred to as Billy Elliot the whole fucking time, uh, plays Tintin. Um, Andy Serkis is playing Captain Haddock. Uh, if you don't know anything about Tintin, he's a boy reporter who gets into scrapes. Um, old Hergé wrote the original comic books in, what, the 20s and 30s or something like that? 1929, I think, the Hush. first one. Yeah. Well, it was always... They did the animated ones years ago, and they always started with, Hergé's Adventures of Tintin! The only other good thing to come out of Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> 
Waffles, chocolate, Tintin. <laughs> this is Swiss make clocks. Um, so it's a boy adventure thing. It is very much a boy's own romp. Um, the one thing that gets you about this is that it is fully 3D. It's all motion capture, but it's not the Polar Express. The It was amazing how... Dead eyes. Yeah, there's no, the, the dead eyes. They, the, full, the clothes crease well. And the thing that gets us very early, and Tintin's... He happens onto the thing. The plot holes, talk about fucking plot holes. He's just doing a bit of shopping and he sees a ship he likes and he buys it. It turns out that there's a, a secret attachment to someone after it. So it is very, you know, circumstantial. But while he's buying the boat, he's just in a, in a, in a, in a fair buying a boat. He's Googling stuff. <laughs> while he's at the fair buying the boat, the light, the one thing that always gets CG in any movie, whether when usually it was a live action movie and they composite the CG in, the biggest problem, the mummy movies were guilty of this to no end the lighting never matches oh and they can never yeah, yeah okay. the, it's like you know Brendan Fraser's lit from above to the right and all the CG is lit from below to the left and it just looks wrong and your eye picks up on that yeah there's parts of when you start watching Tintin you're like holy shit look at the expressiveness of their faces look at their, the light in their eyes and then you kind of after 20 minutes you forget about that and you actually think they're just real people just idiots looking <laughs> because they do have the Hergé had the you know they're all, they're all caricatures and there is a nice scene where Tintin gets a caricature done of him, and it is actually the old school drawing of it. But it's because it's the live action stuff again, isn't it? Uh, they capture that, but also yeah. the arts they put on top of that. I mean, the, the, the live action performance captures a lot of it. And again, Andy Serkis does stand out because he's uh, he's drunk half the time, so he gets to be very expressive and over enthusiastic, and that works really well. It's the same with Gollum and stuff. It's like when you're acting a motion puppet, essentially, yeah. the bigger moves look great. Um, but you see Tintin walking around and every so when you look at him and you go like that's not Billy Elliot that's actually completely generated and J- the face J. looks Bell, by the, way. Bell. the face <laughs> looks so real and the hair looks so real and there's a nice homage to Jaws like it's Spielberg I think Spielberg did this one Peter Jackson will direct the next one if they, if they get it and then the third one will be both together or something like that um, and there's a nice scene where he's sneaking up on some guys and he's swimming underwater and as he's swimming underwater the, you know Tintin has his tough hair at the front the tuft of hair breaks the surface like Jaws is um, <laughs> thin <laughs> and that was pretty cool another homage I had was when Snow- Snowy is Snowy's not motion captured Snowy's fully motion oriented Tintin himself is a bit of a blank, uh, motion animated uh, Tintin himself is a bit of a blank slate you know what I mean he's like he does a lot of talking to the dog in order to fill in the audience of what's going on which does get a bit weird oh Snowy let's go over here because maybe those pirates the thing they left in my house will lead us to this thing over here because you know I gotta let the plot know what's going on the audience know what's going on in the plot but Snowy and Snowy's very going, Snowy's very cool I'm he, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't lick himself at all in the movie but there is a nice, there is a nice thing of like Snowy I, I did see some commentators saying that Snowy's essentially the, the emotions of Tintin like together they are one character if you know what I mean so he's talking to himself yeah. talking to his psyche when, when they meet Captain Haddock for the first time and like it, it, Snowy comes in flying through a window and Tintin follows him and it hits Captain Haddock in the head and he goes ah Sumatran Spider Monkey and that's from Peter Jackson's second movie I think it was Brain Dead or Dead, it's also known as Dead Alive it's the one where someone gets bitten by a Sumatran Spider Monkey and the, 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 she turns into a zombie and the guy keeps her in a house and tries to keep it hidden from everyone she keeps biting people more zombies ends up with a house full of zombies lawnmower strapped to the chest and running through them all it's a great movie you should watch it because it's like Peter Jackson made splatter movies. He made like Evil Dead style movies for a long time. Um, Daniel Craig plays the bad guy. Um, that's not a spoiler, I don't think. Um, some of the imagery in this and transitions, there's things that they do use the medium of uh, CG incredibly well. Like Haddock, is, he was told this secret has been passed down from generation to generation. 
Haddock's drunk all the fucking time, so he forgot the secret that's been passed down from generation to generation. So something happens that he starts remembering it, and they're cutting from them talking. And like, well, I think when they meet and they shake hands, they're talking about, well, let's go, let's go to the desert and find out these guys. And then it cuts, and the thumb, it zooms in on the thumb as they're shaking hands. And then that dissolves into a sand dune, and the camels appear on top of it. So it's beautiful transitions. Uh, there's a whole point where he's telling the story. So the story of the past is recreated with the characters from now. And it's just, you know, he's telling a little bit of it, and then it pulls back a little bit, and maybe it reflects off a window, and then you're back in the present day. And then something else happens, and in reflection of a glass, you're in reflection of a sword. And then it's it's back into that. So some of that stuff is beautiful. It is very Indiana Jonesy, and it's like there's like two points where it sounds like the actual Indiana Jones theme kicking in. We're all right. We're good for time. Oh shit! <laughs> how do we how do we save power? So yeah, it is it, it is very enjoyable. It is a boy's own adventure though. So there is that. It's very Indiana Jonesy. And there's one character on Haddock's ship who looks like the guy. I was like thinking. It looks like the guy that Indiana Jones fights under the bomber in Radio's, Radio's of the Lost Ark, you know, the big ball guy. Okay, yeah. I was like, yeah. that looks ridiculously like that guy. It can't be, a, you know, a, 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 it can't be a, by, by accident. Um, pacing is, wise. Is there an incredible chase scene in it that everyone's been raving about? The bike, bike scene, yeah, yeah. There's a cool bike scene, and there's a, but there's a tank comes out of nowhere. One thing to comment on is in 3D because I pointed to the glasses off and it was not in 3D at all. So I don't think that. I thought it was supposed to be like the best 3D. No. Movie ever. No. No. Even Avatar. When so you even your, if you took it off, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah. it looked identical. Yeah. No, and certain scenes, like even Avatar, right? When you took your glasses off in Avatar, you could see okay, foreground elements are, in, are midground elements are in focus, foreground and background are out of focus because they split it into three layers yeah. and they're doing it that way. There's whole scenes in Tintin where they don't even bother, and we're like, and it's not the it's not the black Dolby glasses, it's the yellow um, other type of glass oh no real 3D is the black ones Dolby is the yellow ones I think they have a battery in them so it sinks they, they basically flicker to keep the thing going but yeah there was huge sections in the movie like no, this is this is actually there's no blurry 3D elements at all so that's quite weird it does have some problems with pacing there's a the climax of the movie I thought was a pre-climax of something else happening uh, but it's funny it's enjoyable and I would recommend it um, I was being quite hard on that on the last podcast so that I, I wasn't interested in it but you know, you've told me it's pretty good. I've seen some good reviews on it. Yeah, go in expecting watch it. Go in expecting Indiana Jones light, and that's what you get. Yeah, and again, it's, it's visually very arresting. original Indiana Jones, not Crystal Skull. No, there is what, what's Crystal Skull? <laughs> yeah. There's only three Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> like, yeah. Same way, there's only three Star Wars movies. What are you talking? <laughs> Phantom what? Um, okay, on to your next review quickly. Uh, Real Steel. Brilliant. Go and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> My wife cried. I got a bit teary-eyed. <laughs> the robot's cute. The kid is brilliant in it. Is he? Because that's the worry. Kids and movies are terrible. Can you be can terrible. Tell. Okay, so if anyone doesn't know the plot, father and son. Okay, so it felt like a, a, a cross between over the top, Sylvester Stallone and his son, a bit of Rocky, and uh, well, what was the other movie? Basically, another robot movie. Something you know. What's it, not a good robot, robot movie? I robot, yeah, actually, because the robot had a kind of cute. What's it, Adam or Adam? Face, okay. Is that Adam? Um, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so no, okay. So the, the plot is basically father and son. It's uh, twenty-five years Podcast in the future thing. or something. Twenty-five years into the future. The biker from um, the village people has just turned up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not twenty-five. Uh, no, I think it's supposed to be twenty twenty-seven or something. The future is 
Um, people don't fight each other anymore. Robots, robots don't. fight each other. Now, the thing for me is, do the humans control the robots when they're fighting, or do the robots have uh, animal no, of their own? No, it seems to be the way they control them is quite interesting because I only figured this out halfway through the movie. The, the robots have pre-programmed moves, and you can tell the robot, okay, do Which this combination, do, do that Fireball. combination, exactly. Ooh, uh, but I hate bow shoes. The plot, the plot changes at the end, and then because uh, there's something uh, special about this robot. Yes, yes, there is. Don't think of it as just. A robot movie. It isn't a robot movie. It's not Robot Jux. Very... Have you seen Robot Jux? It's a very Actually, Ro- movie. Robot Jux is my movie that I, I watch again and again that's and no one else does. That's your like... secret movie. Yeah. No, it's terrible. It's more of a father and son thing and, and the robots are incidental to it. But the it, but the boxing scenes are brilliant. Hugh Jackman's good? The Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Huge action. Huge Jackman. <laughs> huge action. Is uh, suffi- sufficiently huge in it. I have heard there's a scene where he talks to the wife where it looks like his hair is a different style or something like that and it's like a shot six months later it's a reshoot I yeah I don't know about that but uh, the, the kids and I've got to I've got to find out the kid's name uh, real. he was just really really good real steel uh, Evangeline Evangeline Lily is the wife she's from Lost oh Dakota, Dakota Goyo Oh, I thought you said the son is played by Dakota Fanning. I know. <laughs> she can act. Shame about his name, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's he's really good at it. So, no, it's just a, it's just a fun family movie. And I've been speaking to a few of my friends, and some of them have seen like two, three times already. Really? Yeah. It's just one of those movies you can go and watch. I wouldn't mind going to watch it again. Actually, it was so good. I'd go and watch it again. Um, plot holes, none. Robots is brilliant. Apparently, it was a lot of live. Um, it was mostly. Um, you can join in. <laughs> did you see? Did you see Real Steel? Real Steel? No. Why not? Why? Because you have a baby. <laughs> now, I, I I struggle to see. Most of it seemed to be animatronics, which I think is brilliant as well. Yeah, because it looks more real, and yeah, people can act, interact it with it. Really good. Uh, I'm sure there was CG in there as well, but I think the CG there wasn't so much. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that it's mostly animatronics, I think, was really, really good about it. Yeah, that's it. always a good idea. Yeah. Uh, no, highly recommended. What's the IMDb rating on this? Seven point six out of ten. Not bad for an action movie. I didn't want to see it. It just hasn't happened for me. Um, just, so, just, yeah. And you know what? It's another one of those movies where they have three D as well. And fuck it, you don't need three D. Yeah. And I'm getting less and less convinced about 3D. Pirates 4 yeah. made more money in 2D than 3D, yeah. even though the 3D is more expensive. So I think it's on the way out, maybe. It, it's, had it, it's had its phase again. Yeah. The problem is they've all installed 3D fucking projectors and they can't do much with them. Some companies in the US are looking at making them, like, updating them so they're just, like, proper digital. Avatar was the only movie worth seeing in yeah. 3D. The only one, and now it's any old crap they can put in through there. All right, moving quickly on. Um, we got to see a preview. I'm running low on dessert battery power. We're on fumes. Um, nine minutes. <laughs> Quick interview of Immortals. We got preview tickets to Immortals. So it's basically the producers of 300 and a bit of Clash of the Titans. It's Theseus is a bum. Uh, he's a peasant, and um, John Hurt is mentoring him. But it's not John Hurt. It's I read, Zeus. I read the shit. No, it's good. However, <laughs> in Malaysia, it fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, apparently, I mean, everything I've read. It's a bit louder, it doesn't pick all up over there. It's been cut to shreds. It doesn't pick up, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Been, halfway yeah. To, there's one point when um, Eddie, uh, Mickey Rourke is doing something, and the screen, the film actually moved down on the screen. So the top half of the screen was completely black, so they could push the subtitles off, and the sound went. 
So the whole thing is he's pissed at the gods. He cut off a throat and then wanked it about the face. Probably. Um, Skullfuck? Skullfuck. <laughs> you haven't seen Hesher, have you? No. Joseph Gordon-Levitt like, meets his kid and he's like, you mean Skullfucked? You wanna? <laughs> but something, you know, obviously he's pissed at the gods, so maybe it was, I presume it could only be that, that he was saying, fuck the gods or something like that, and maybe that didn't play here. It happened twice in the movie. The first time it happened, the actual lights came on in the cinema, and for ten minutes there was no sound. Like, are you sure this isn't just bad work in Malaysian cinemas? Where like, they, you know, uh, it's, I, think I was thinking they, that. Forget to actually, you know, they thought the film was finished, so they the lights on. Well, I think it's it's, it's a violent movie. Uh, and also, the, it was a preview screening, so what I think well, is they haven't had chance. Cinema, it's a preview screening, so they might not have had t- chance to actually cut it properly. Yeah, but also, I mean, the, the, the core plot behind it. Is about one of the bad guys actually going around and shagging as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that so is kind of, I, 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 I had to read about that because yeah. that, that's not in the movie. Yeah. But the, so the, the core thing. A, a basis for the, the plot line, they had to cut out the entire movie. So it's like you also question why did they even show it here? Yeah, I know. It's just behind the movie. <laughs> so um, Theseus is obviously has to fight this, has to fight Mickey Rourke. Uh, Mickey Rourke is looking for a bow and arrow, that you, a bow that you don't need to put arrows in. It's like the thing from that Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, you just pull it back and fires. <laughs> It's an automatic uh, bow now, but he's going to free the Titans. And there's a nice bit in there where that, that you know the Titan, Greek myths, the Titans were the the gods beat the Titans and locked them away in Tartarus. But in this, it's that the gods and the Titans were equals. Like they were all the same group. It's just the people who lost the battle were called Titans because they were assholes and they locked them in a cage. It's directed by Tarsim Sin who did the fall and he also did the cell. He's usually not great on plot, but he's visually brilliant. And it looks like Greek paintings and statues come to life. There's a lot of crazy imagery in there. Um, it's by the producers of 300 but he doesn't do the slow-mo 300 fighting you know the, the slow-mo fighting thing the, the slowing it down and speeding it up that did in 300 blood time in this it's like there's, there's a lot of spear fighting spear fighting it's just literally not slowed down at all and he's like spear to the throat pull it back shield next guy you get it in the fucking ribs next guy and there's some really nice scenes but, of hey, that you've seen Spartacus haven't you Bits and pieces of it, yeah. All right, so it's that's slow mo to be crazy, but it's not. There's not much. Not much. Slow mo only comes in when the gods fight, because the gods can uppercut you and then run around the other side while you're still in midair and then elbowing you in the neck. Because it, it's which sounded, is cool looking. Well, when I was it's very reading, cool looking. When I was reading the reviews on this or the plot line, it sounded like a cross between 300 and Spartacus. It's a cross between 300 and Clash of the Titans. But the gods. So it's a cross between a good movie and a shit movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a pretty good movie. It's an alright movie. One thing, one thing I want to get in is that Henry Cavill, who plays uh, Theseus, he's playing Superman in the movie. All the trailers, he looked like a lump of wood because they were all just reaction shots. He didn't actually say anything. But in this, you can actually believe in him as a character and you can actually see that he's got like a, a, a worthiness to him. I think it will totally work as Superman when he gets to do it. Mickey Rook is, Mickey Rook is just crazy Mickey Rook as usual. Half his scenes, he's eating something so you can't understand what he's saying. He's like. Pomegranates and gold. You're a traitor. Why would I want a traitor working for me? I'm sure I read an interview with Mickey Rourke this week when he was basically complaining about um, Iron Man 2 and saying he'd never. Yes, I read that as well. But he also said when he was a young, struggling actor, he gave blowjobs or something for money. It was something weird he came out with. Yeah. Made him male porn or something. Like, he did weird stuff for money. Oh no, he had to give a hand job or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did something weird. Eh? So, but you could expect that with Mickey Rourke. I mean, he's. Uh, he's yeah. I think it was great though. I think it was really good. Um, it looked really ponderous and the really like. No, we must leave the mortals to their own business in the trailers. But it's not the humans. All just chat. Stephen Dorff's in and he's cool. Yeah, he's a thief who just kind of hangs out and just like says like, I want to go south because there's loads of chicks to fuck there. 
Well, we gotta go north and kill this motherfucker. It's like, I don't know, I'll go with you guys. Okay. Um, visually beautiful, a lot of great action. Henry Cap was awesome. I would recommend seeing it, but I'd probably recommend getting it on a foreign DVD or going to Singapore to see it. Go to Singapore or waiting for the Blu ray. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> do you want to list your name and your passport number so that the uh, RIA can get you as well? We don't download. Push me head. My IC is. And we'll finish off with the Malaysian and US box office top 10. Um, in Malaysia, number 10 is Hong Kong Ghost Stories. Haven't seen it. Number 9 is Sleepwalk and 3D. Do you think it's a local movie or a horror movie? Number eight, The Adventures of Tintin, Secret Unicorn. So it's a, it was a paid preview, so that's it wasn't in many screens, so that will come back up, I think, in the later, later weeks. Number seven is Valiutham. It's an Indian movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Number six is In Time, the Justin Timberlake movie, which they should have called Just In Time. Just <laughs> and number five is Real Steel. Go watch it. Real Steel, four weeks on release, still yeah. well. Number four, Tower Heist. Number seven, Seven Am Arivu. Uh, I presume that's Indian as well. At number two, Alamak. Boom! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that Alamak. right? Yeah. Alamak. Yeah. Alamak. <laughs> and at number one, it's Shark, Shark Night. I know. I just... I have not read one review on Shark Night. There's it's got to be one right? out of ten, yeah. Why, why is the, number one the latest? The weakest on. shark movie ever, apparently. And uh, how can you have a weak movie about sharks? I mean, there's a whole yeah. week dedicated to them. Live every week. Like it's Shark Week. The only animals on the planet that don't have Shark Week are sharks, because every day is Shark Week for them. Uh, the US box up is top ten. At number ten is Moneyball, it's a baseball movie with Brad Pitt. Number nine, Ides of March. Number no, eight, The Rum Diary, which is directed by the guy who did uh, With Nail and I, Johnny Depp playing a younger version of Hunter S. Thompson. I have heard it's not as good as um, Fear and Loathing. Nothing can be as good as Fear and Loathing. It's the greatest movie ever made. We were somewhere near, we were somewhere near Barstow, the edge of the desert, and the drugs finally began to take hold. Brilliant. What? The Rum Diary, but... Well, it was released after he died, wasn't it, The Rum Diary? I think it was a hidden manuscript kind of thing. But Johnny, I heard an interview with the director who directed Good Now and I and hasn't done anything since. And he, just, he didn't want it. He had such a hard time making the movie. He didn't want to do anything. And then Johnny Depp came and said, would you do this? He's like, he asked him actually to do Fear and Loathing. He said, no, I don't want it. He did a couple of movies in Hollywood. He did Jennifer Age. And he, so that was it. He made such a bad expression. He just said, I'm not doing movies anymore. Have you ever watched Good Now and I again? Yes. Like yes. It's not good. The chicken sitting on a block in the fucking oven. I, Are you the farmer? Huh? I watched it again. Stop saying that with me. The only funny thing in it was, you've got to help us. We've come on holiday by time. mistake. What are you doing? Making time. It's, it's not funny. I mean to have you if it needs to be burglary. What do you think? Promise. <laughs> uh, number, number, uh, number seven of the six is Real Steel. Number six, Footloose, which is apparently not, not as bad as it could I be. I still refuse to watch it. Number five <laughs> is In Time. Number four... Paranormal Activity 3 which I want to go and watch I still want to go and watch number 3 I'm so happy a very hard Akuma 3D Christmas oh, that's that's awesome. awesome and I may have to fly to the US to watch that yeah. <laughs> I mean there's a scene in the trailer where uh, Harold like fires a shotgun off for no reason and he shoots Santa out of his sleigh <laughs> I and there's a, there's a tree there's a, there's a, I think it's Kumar's getting smoked up in the car and then this guy comes up and says what are you doing what my baby's in the back and the baby's like oh fuck also, the baby gets coke later and starts going around crazy. My baby's coked up! Uh, at number two is Tower Heist, and at number one is Puss in Boots, which is supposed to be quite, no, quite funny. funny. Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Antonio. <laughs> um, and we'll leave you with that. Uh, any thoughts for the listeners out there? 
Thanks for listening. Uh, this could become one of the lost tapes because I have no idea what the quality is going to be like with this music in the background. <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.